Hello everyone, welcome to the patch. This week brought to you by MeUndies and Squarespace. MeUndies. Squarespace. Squarespace. Hey, look at you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hey, no, I got this side. Don't worry about it. You're I'll hold up it this up. end. <laughs> I'm Gus. I f I'm Ashley. I'm Ryan. I don't have a sponsor. You guys got sponsors. Yeah, try harder. Yeah. You'll get there. Someday. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> I will learn. I will get strong and then I will graduate to a blue chair. I've been lobbying for a Diet sponsors. Coke sponsorship forever. but uh, <laughs> put, put some black tape on that. I think that, yeah, they, they probably figured out that they don't have to sponsor me. <laughs> do we still have those? Uh, I wonder if we have those patch koozies anywhere that someone sent us. Are they in here? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, right, I mean, we can't open that because the mic's in the way. Yeah. We'll look what if I What if I just like crack it open? Now with a sort of different set. Also, we have a bag of dicks. Also, yes, we do have a bag of dicks. Like I feel out. a little bit bad about that. You feel uh, bad about the bag of dicks? I feel bad about the bag of dicks, and I'll tell you why. It's because that bag of dicks belongs to somebody, and I thought it was hilarious, and so I borrowed it for the set. This was months ago. I don't know who owns the bag of dicks. I'm going to guess Barbara. And I'm never, ever giving it back. Does, did Barbara have a lot to say about bags of dicks? I just like that you can... She like, likes drawing them. She likes to, well, she likes to draw dicks. Wait, would you hold my coffee for Certainly. a moment? Let me get the other dick out No here. table can do a job like a man can do this job. Well, I, I don't want to make the, the sound with the mics and everything. Here's, oh, you can extract the dicks? There's another dick. Oh, okay. There's so two there's dicks. Two. It's oh. Otherwise, it would just be bag of dick. Are we going to have to like That's an ancillary blur dick. all of this? Probably. No, it's, it's knitted. It's fine. It's knitted. Plus, it's just a tip. <laughs> uh, you never, nothing ever gets... Oh, you walk away from it. I'm walk away. Um, video so, games. Video games, video game news. Uh, CES going on this week. I feel like everyone is trying to roll out new products, and we're hearing like an avalanche of information about yeah. VR. Well, you know what we didn't hear, though, is the NVIDIA. Do you see the NVIDIA uh, CES presentation? I didn't watch it, no. 100% about cars. Really? Not kidding. It's about they're building a, uh, a self-driving com car computer. They based did, off 12 wait, GPUs. Oh, they're building they're the, the computer for a self-driving Yes, car. the brain for self-driving. It's a okay. supercomputer that's, what, 100 times more powerful than, like, what's available now? I forget what they're, they're it's a lot. It's either against. It's yeah. either 10 times more powerful or 100 times more powerful. Mm -hmm. Really, once you, like, start getting into the double and triple digits, who can keep track? Uh, but, yeah, it's meant for automated cars, which is cool. Another thing I learned, this is not actually a CES recent thing, but I just learned it, which makes it very exciting to me is you remember back in 2011, there was that guy who released all those PS3 keys that let people sign their software. His name was um, was George Hotz, and Sony took him to court over it. This was like the, the same time that another group like cracked PS3 security wide open so you could do like piracy and stuff on it. So anyway, wait, so just to be clear, Sony on, took this guy to court. It would make it a not, it would make it appear not to be bootlegged? Is that what it I would I believe do? so. Okay. I mean, so I don't, like that stuff gets a little bit technical for me, but I believe that's the case is that you could run the software natively because it's signed. Make it seem like it was signed. Right. Okay. right. Um, so Sony took this guy to court. And now, do you know what that guy's doing? Working for Sony? No, but he's had some really prestigious jobs since then. <laughs> he's Right now, he actually owns a startup and he's working on self driving car technology. They grow up so fast. They yeah. do. Uh, I feel like I, I remember that guy's name. I, I think that he uh, was rather prolific for a while, like jailbreaking iPhones, and mm -hmm. uh, I think he had a, a good run. Yeah, he was a very well-known hardware hacker. The mm -hmm. outcome of that, of Sony taking him to court, was they settled, and it, they said that he couldn't tinker with Sony hardware anymore. <laughs> that was the thing. It's like, no more. 
Like, like, so his next re- self-driving car entirely powered by Xbox. If he goes, to, <laughs> if he goes to Best Buy, are they not allowed to sell him a Sony TV? Yeah, like, sorry, sir, we can't sell you that Bravia. I'm sorry, your name came up in the database. We can't sell. It you literally this. has your. We scan this TV. It has a picture of your face with a red X through it. We've never seen this before. Do not sell this man a <laughs> it's TV. Like the, it's the ha- movie hackers all over again. Is a Dave Murphy override. not allowed to touch computers? Um. Yeah, I never understood punishments like that. Like I know they did that with uh, Kevin Mitnick. I didn't think it was well. I guess it was real for Kevin Mitnick. Yeah. You're right. He he could not use computers. I think now he can. But I think there was a period of time where he's not allowed to use. Could he not use touchtone phones either? I forget. I don't remember. Might That's have been, been so long because he did a lot of stuff with the freaking, as it was known. Yeah. Ph. Ph. Yeah. There was. For you um, kids. Yeah, I don't know that this guy. Can't use Sony stuff, but he's not allowed to do any reverse engineering or cracking. We're well, not really supposed to do that anyway, so that's. I know, but the argument that a lot of people make in the case of hardware is like, you own the hardware, you do whatever the fuck you want to that hardware. But Sony and a lot of other big companies obviously see a different. Right. Yeah. No. Who's that? I mean, there's obviously there are things like the Xbox where you can. Uh, get your Xbox basically bricked if you tamper with the hardware and it's detected. The, so that uh, was a big kerfuffle. Well, the the terms of use for both Sony and Xbox say that they can do that. Mm-hmm. I remember Xbox did it with those people who leaked. It was some testers, mm-hmm. I think, who leaked stuff early, and so they bricked their console and they unbricked their console. That was nice of them. Right. They, right. they, they people were upset it. thinking that their console had been ruined, and Microsoft said, no, 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 we'll debrick it later. <laughs> yeah. So it's which is so weird to they me. They just put them in timeout. It's disabled it. Yeah. Yeah. They just, and you know their their terms do allow that. But you know hard, mm-hmm. hardware hackers are going to they, they don't want the systems. Hardware hackers don't want the systems. They just want to mm-hmm. play with them. They want to break them and they want to make something new. That's Hackers going to hack. Hackers hack, got to hack. 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 Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, it was about like I think it was an hour and 3 minute long presentation and no real but, talk of VR or of, I mean, what I was really looking for. Outside of that yeah. presentation then, I mean, they did release their VR specifications. The, I mean, that's been around forever. But yeah. it, it, I feel like it yeah. came back up in the news again, like this week. In fact, Oculus, alongside the pre-order, which went up today, uh, Oculus also gave, uh, released a tool that you can run that'll just, all it does is check the stats or the specs of your computer and say yay or nay. Uh, in fact, GeForce Experience has that built into it as well at this mm. point. Um, but if you look at the raw numbers of like what stacks up against what, like, uh, like it, what I'm doing this, no a comparisons, you're you got it. This is a comparison a gesture. Is you're too close to the bag of dicks to be doing that. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, what I was really looking for was I wanted to hear more about Pascal, which is their next line of GPUs. Uh, because for those people like me who have had, haven't upgraded their GPU in a while, if you're trying to get ready for VR, I don't want to buy a 970 now. I want right. to buy the next thing. Like, I I just want to go ahead and I'll invest, a, you know, more than I normally would uh, to be able to really lock in for a while. Because this is a huge, like, almost like a generational upgrade yeah. cycle because now you know what you're going to need for VR and moving forward. And I hadn't really thought about that until this week with all the VR talk. It's like, oh, no wonder NVIDIA is so, like, keen on this VR technology. They're about to sell a fuck ton of video cards. Well, as it happens, they were just saying that it takes it take it takes seven times more power to run a VR game than it takes to run 
a normal game and that you should definitely buy yourself a new video card. Yeah, they said yeah. because they, they gave the specification, I mean, they gave the resolution, I forget what it was, and a 90 frame a second target versus a 1080p 30 frame a second. Yeah, I think. I've yeah. got that listed out right here. Let me see if I can find it. Which, sadly, one of the things I've really noticed in playing with the, the various VR headsets is hitting those refresh rate, those frame rate targets is pretty important. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, you get a lot of judder, you get a lot of frame tearing, which when it's you know, controlling your viewport that close yeah. to your head can be really yeah. jarring. Yeah, when it's your whole field of vision, mm -hmm. I mean that that's really important. And I've I've noticed that as well. Like yeah. some of the early, some of the stuff that gets a little clunky. Like when we run it on not optimal hardware, it's like that will definitely make me sick. That definitely yeah makes it unplayable. Good. Really. Yeah. So there, um, it looks like it's running at thirty twenty four by sixteen eighty. Yeah. Which, so and not only that, but uh, a lot of these. Uh, are included the a lot of the uh, new VR games include the capability of showing what you're displaying in the headset on the screen, which is essentially a third render. Mm -hmm. Though I assume that they're doing some kind of way to to cut render time on that and and just maybe pulling one of the the viewports and dewarping it. Or something. And they had talked about that with PlayStation VR and they're, how they're going to have a separate module that the VR headset plugs into. Right, the that external processing that. unit. Right, that's uh -huh. basically what's well, the size of a Wii, right? I don't remember. I think they it's said it was a pretty big weird, honking yeah. thing. Yeah. Now the, the it's kind of interesting because we're at a weird threshold where uh, right now everything has to be brute forced for VR, but the next step of VR is going to be what's called FOVEated, foveated rendering. Foveated. Yes, which basically means okay. they're going to track <laughs> your eyeballs, and they're going to see where on not only are they where your head is, but they're going to track where your eyes looking. And if you think of it as a, a series of concentric rings. Right there in the dead center, that's where it needs to focus on sharpest quality. But as you move out from that, you can lower the render quality because you can't really see it. Like, that's just the basically the peripherals of mm -hmm. your vision. Right. Uh, and it can be a lower like, render quality. Like, you quality. only see sharp within a certain window. Exactly. That's so smart. if they track where your eyes are, you can actually have much lower hardware requirements because you're just rendering this much of the screen at the highest quality. And the rest is... The rest out. of it's okay. I mean, yeah. it's still it's decent like, render, but it's, it's not like it's like if you could adjust on your computer specific areas of your monitor to have high quality, and then everything else like low yeah. quality, and it's just like everything else is low because you're not necessarily looking right. straight mm -hmm. at it. If it knew where you were looking all the time, and that's what they're they've. Uh, I even saw a demo on the Oculus subreddit of a it was a 240 hertz, uh, foveated render. Uh, so it was. I mean, you got to imagine you have to keep track of the eyes. A lot. Like, it's there's a lot of tracking. It's got to be difficult for people to communicate how that looks and works mm -hmm. because you have to be looking at the one spot. Yeah. you. It would, if you noticed it, it would be doing it wrong. Right. right. It's a little bit like trying to communicate 3D in 2D. You really can't. It's like a tesseract. You can't communicate that whole experience without the dimension. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna. I think it's gonna be the same It'll, with things like with like with focusing. Because what do you do? Simulate it and go. Yeah, but that just looks weird. It'll make for some really shitty screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Actually, that now that you mention that, that's gonna really suck for things like what we do because the the unless they can remove the that uh, that special option, yeah. render from the the two D version that they project on the screen because whatever we record, it's just gonna be like this constantly moving like pupil point yeah. where it's like. Yeah. Match wonder, eyes match eyes with the person who recorded this video. Yeah, I wonder if audiences will find a new way to hate people. They'll be like, his eyes move too much. Yeah. 
Probably. I, like, I can't watch this person's gameplay because oh, they, they look around a lot. What if you realize, like, when watching it, that you move your eyes differently than other people? You would, right? You'd right. notice that like, maybe some people sweep, whereas some people dart around. Or, or yeah, and what if you realize, I don't, my eyes don't work the same way as anybody else's? Yeah. Right, it turns out you're blind. <laughs> you just never realize it. <laughs> I, I always wonder about that. Like, if, like, that's my experience. Like, that's the way I interact with the world. I have no idea of knowing how other people do it. What if I've been doing it different or wrong this whole time? Well, and like, then you find out via a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be rough. Well, it's a little bit like color perception. There was, uh, it was not too long ago, a couple of months maybe, where uh, I saw a thread. It was on Reddit where a guy learned that he was colorblind by oh, looking yeah. at an image on Reddit. He had gone his entire life and didn't know until he saw this one thing completely randomly and discovered that he was colorblind. Yeah. That would be a very weird discovery to come into. I think I saw a thread of um, the other day on Reddit of colorblind people talking about peanut butter. And they were, they were saying something like, wait, so you're telling me peanut butter isn't green? And it, really? was, it was like this weird discussion they were having about the color of peanut huh. butter. And it's just, again, it's just like, you don't, you don't realize it. You don't know. But I, can't, I would not eat green peanut butter. Sorry. The well, if that was the only peanut butter you'd ever known. Yeah. It's like, remember when they, the Heinz did that whole, like, purple ketchup, oh, green yeah. ketchup. Gross. That didn't really take off. Yeah, more food coloring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, oh, so we were talking about VR and, mm-hmm. uh, and all this stuff. And that made me, I wanted to bring this up, uh, how Oculus announced that they're going to go ahead and give special Kickstarter edition uh, consumer versions of the Oculus to their Kickstarter backers. Did they announce if that was for anybody that had backed them or it if was, it's just over a certain level? It was at the threshold where they would get. Okay. Kit. Like there was a certain threshold. Um, I had the. I hold on. I can pull up the numbers here. I saw the number earlier. But I don't the, remember. Basically, off the top of my head. if you got an Oculus Rift as a reward for the Kickstarter, that it's going to be a special version. So, yeah. Interesting. So, uh, Oculus Kickstarter was backed by nine thousand five hundred twenty-two individuals, but only six thousand nine hundred fifty-five backers paid enough to get the development kit. In really? O- so- in, in other news. Over 6,000 backers paid enough to get it. That's amazing. 66,000, or sorry, six, six, wow, 66,000. Uh, 66% of the people that backed it backed it at a level high enough to actually get one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty astounding because I imagine that must have been a high price point. Yeah, it I'm does sure it seem was. like the kind of Kickstarter, though, that if people are going to back it, it's because they want that hardware. That's a good point. And but maybe they that, just had really crappy lower end. That rewards. being said, these numbers are much lower than I expected. Oh, only Number like 9,000? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a lot fewer backers, but I guess maybe the price point was so high. Yeah, well, like if, you, a ago too. if yeah. you've got individual backers backing in the hundreds, then it's going to add up very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. No, um, what was the, the Shenmue? That you, the that's Shenmue exactly what I was going to talk about. Um, well, their average Kickstarter contribution was like 100. So let's talk about Shenmue 3 and their fucking Kickstarter. Indeed. All right. You seem like you're coming into this with a little heat. Did you back Shinmu? No, okay. no, God no. I, I'm a huge Shinmu, God no. I'm a huge Shinmu fan, but uh, I, I did not back this Kickstarter. Okay, but and let's say he backed via PayPal. Let's say you did. Why bother? Apparently, apparently you will not get any Kickstarter rewards if you back via PayPal. And the most troubling part of this is uh, they, the developer, said that they reached out to all of their backers and they did a survey uh, with fifteen thousand respondents. So in the survey well, was sort of the survey was they were asking their Kickstarter backers whether they thought it would be fair to also provide awards to people who backed the game but doing via, do, doing so via PayPal rather than Kickstarter because they've been taking PayPal donations on an ongoing basis even though the Kickstarter ended. Of those 15,000 people who responded, 
4,009 people voted against offering the con- the rewards to PayPal backers. So they decided not to. It's like 26% of the responders said they shouldn't do well, it. it. And was, then they didn't do it. It was closer to that, though. It was like 4,000 said no. 4,100, okay, so like 4,192 so said yes. 4,009 said no. 4670 said uh-huh. yes, and then 6432 said no preference. Which I love that. It's like they had it's a like, majority of people responded to just to, to, to say, say that they don't, I don't care. care. Yeah, honestly, if it was me and I responded, I'd be like, I don't care. Like, I'm getting mine. It doesn't matter to yeah. me. I think it's actually mean-spirited to say no, they shouldn't get it. And then it's 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 a very small minority, and then they go with it saying that, what did they say? Strong that response. it was a strong response. Well, it's it was 26%. almost as strong as the yes. I mean, on the um, on the Kickstarter, if someone ran for president and got twenty six percent of the vote, you would not say they had a strong response <laughs> at the polls. That'd be a fucking massacre. They would ride them in on gilded elephants. Well, here's where I'm getting strong response. Wait, that's response, a democratic though. thing. Isn't they it? don't actually mean that it's a strong response. They mean Republican. it's strong enough that they can get away without paying for the production of all that's the additional rewards. Exactly. It. They were looking for an out. They wanted to know. Yeah. And they were they decided that was close enough to It's like one of those competitions no. where they had like, okay, who clap for this guy? Oh, oh, oh yeah, no that no yeah, yeah, he this, yeah. this guy wins. Yeah, the other one sounded louder, but no no it was there. Oh I flipped it. Shit. You I put that. that we put that right next to you. Right next to you, man. You had- one never knows what time we need a three D print a little mechanism. So that when we go live, it spins it. Or we could 3D print some music. Uh, <laughs> what just happened? I summoned a musical cue somehow. We have like a little mechanism to automatically flip it right at the start of the show. But then we have to turn on the mechanism. It's called Ryan. No, like when they hit like the button to switch to us, like that it activates goes, it. Yeah. Normally that's supposed to be just called Ryan though. Yeah. Well, what happens when it gets out of control? It they, tries to take over the studio. It's close to you. So I, it'll, it'll attack you. You die got first? Time to run. Uh, here, let me I'll let me time. let me read this. Uh, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the patch is brought to you by MeUndies. You want the secret to New Year's resolutions? Make the first step really easy. Like the first thing you do every day: put on underwear. This year, out with the old, in with the new. Step into a fresh new pair of MeUndies, the world's most comfortable underwear. It's the easiest resolution you'll make. Head to MeUndies.com. Choose from a variety of styles in limited edition patterns for both men and women, and they'll be delivered right to your door. MeUndies is the next level of underwear. Every pair is made with their signature modal fabric, proven to be twice as soft as cotton. They don't just feel better than regular undies, they make you feel invincible. And it's guaranteed to be the most comfortable underwear you've ever worn, or your first pair is free. Don't start your new year in old underwear. Make a change, head to MeUndies.com slash the patch right now, get 20% off your first order. Plus, shipping is always free for orders in the U.S. and Canada. So for 20% off your first order of the world's most comfortable underwear, head to MeUndies.com slash the patch right now. Get some underwear. Cover up your junk. Seven twenty percent off. Huh? It's the seventh thing I do when I get up. It's the seventh thing. What do you? What are one through six? Look, we don't have to cover that. Okay. What are you laughing at? Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> Someone on uh, on Twitter made a very funny joke, which I appreciate. I'm gonna go down to their names so that I can give them the credit that they deserve. Um, at Green Lit Owl said, "Hackers got a hack 2016. Let's give them a flu shot." <laughs> you remember that? I do. Hackers. It's one of the best. <laughs> Uh, Give them a flu shot. Oh. Jesus, that movie was fantastic. Was I just watching the other day that I thought uh, I lost Did, it? That I would like? Yeah, was no, it terrible? It was another one of those like hackers, like, oh yeah. They're- Scrub them. Let's get them. Uh, give them what the was, scrubbing bubbles. What was the one where Hugh Jackman got a blowjob while he was hacking? Yeah, there we yeah. go. Swordfish? No, it wasn't it. No. That was the one where we saw Halle Berry's boobies, right? Yep. 
Yeah. Her, her boobs. Her boobies. Yeah, let's, let's we're a little professional, all right? Um, it's no bag of dicks. But. You can't make me. So the other thing we forgot to mention about Oculus was they uh, have delayed the touch. We haven't also said that it was 600 bucks. 600 oh, yeah, bucks. 600 yeah, bucks. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't even... We haven't scratched the surface on that, but the touch is delayed, and it's not part of the six hundred bucks. The touch no. is delayed till the second half of twenty sixteen. Uh, but honestly, I, I know people were are upset, obviously, about the price point. It's expensive, but are you really surprised that it's that expensive? Um, I'm going to say I'm surprised that it's that expensive. We knew are that you? it was going to be yes. Uh, okay. We knew that it was going to be more than three fifty. I was expecting maybe four fifty at like at the higher end, but once you hit a five hundred dollar price point. I mean that's that's investment level. Remember when the PS3 came out? The I think the bigger uh, hard drive on the PS3 it was six hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and people flipped their shit because it's so expensive. The PS4 costs less than just an Oculus. Not to mention the fact that you're going to have to buy beefier PC hardware just to run it. I mean. You said shipping alone is like eighty bucks. We're talking about thousand dollars. Six eighty with shipping and tax. Now, so here's I mean, the thing. Just... You know who's to blame for the the sticker shock over Oculus? Cell phone companies. Oh, because of subsidized and cheap phones. Because they've subsidized, in which I just recently noticed that Verizon doesn't do anymore. But if you think about the the resolution of the screens, there there's and there's two inside the Oculus. There's two independent screens. Uh, the the resolution of the monitors that that you will have inside that headset. If you were to buy that as a monitor, you would pay $600 easily. Mm. If you were to buy that as a cell phone, you'd probably pay $1,600 because you have to buy two. Um, so people have got That's kind of a... That's not the, the math. is $1,200. Yeah, and there's... Hmm? The math on that is $1,200. Well, no, like a like a cell phone is about 800 bucks. Yeah, a cell phone would be more expensive. Uh, yeah. But uh, you do get more with the cell phone as well. A cell phone's not you just do. a display. It's not just a display. But this is also a product that's... Theoretically, look, a lot of the hardware manufacturer for, hardware manufacturers for consoles, for example, they take a loss on the hardware, hope, hoping that they will make that up in software and attach rate further down the line. These guys are backed by Facebook. They have the capital to be doing the same kind of thing. But I'm going to assume, based on a $600 price point, correct me if this is a little bit off, but they're probably not losing that much on the hardware itself. Um, at that cost. They, they have said they're making it, they're not making a profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they haven't really announced beyond that. I'm going to assume that, yes, they're operating at something of a loss. They're kind of banking on uh, Oculus Share, basically their software sales in the future, hopefully to recap, recoup some of that. And uh, they're hoping that, you know, once you get it early adopters out of the way, you can reduce the price of hardware, which is what happens with all the consoles yeah. too. Consoles, phones, mm-hmm. I mean, everything. Drops pretty, pretty well within, I assume, within a year. But probably by the holidays, they'll have yeah. a, a cheaper price point. Now, I would love it if they would ship. And I'm, you know, certain that they didn't get much of a deal either on the Xbox One controller because those are always sold at usually the MSRP of whatever Microsoft sets it. So if you could give me a version that didn't have that and knock 50, 60 bucks off, I'd love to have that. Right, because you've, you you've already got. The, the I know, right. which isn't not everybody does, and not everyone will need it. I honestly like you can uh, in what I've done with DK two, you can play with a mouse and keyboard just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wirelessness of the controller will be nice because you won't be as tethered to your computer there initially. Uh, but the Oculus is, while it does work at sort of a room scale, is not as designed for room scale out of the box as something like Vive is. So 
And I mean, I I guess it's just one of those things, though, where if Oculus really wants a lot of market share, like this is something they need to get out of gimmick territory and into a lot of people have this and this is a viable platform, you should be working on territory. Like being the, the new cool, like this is a thing that might be a cool futuristic idea will only get people developing on it so long. They need to get a lot of people using it in order to be worth it to developers, right? Well, here's what they got going for them in that regard. Unity and Unreal are both basically flip a switch to get some level of VR integration. So your two major indie development platforms right now, you can very easily experiment with it. I'm mm -hmm. not going to say that it'd be you know just so easy to flip it into a, a, a VR setting, but the the it's built with that in mind at this point. Uh, the other thing is they're going to have to, I mean, someone's going to have to come up with software that makes you want it. That's It's the same mm -hmm. way with consoles. Like until there's a game uh, or something that you, everybody has to have, well, that will move the hardware that, regardless of the price. And point. I think that's one of the reasons, you know, they're eager to get me first to market is mm -hmm. it'll give developers more of a lead time. You know, I think there's a lot of advantage that comes with being first to market. You know, there, I think ultimately the goal would be to have like, Oculus be the word for VR, you know, mm -hmm. or it's like Xerox was the word for photocopiers. It's like you want to achieve that level uh -huh. of like just like you know, <laughs> or being everywhere, you being ubiquitous. The greatest goal of any company is to have your name lose its trademark because it's too ubiquitous. Right. It's just it becomes the <laughs> verb. There are some advantages to being second to market, though, mm -hmm. which is that you can look at all of the things that people are outraged about whatever is first to market and mm -hmm. then not say those things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, as an example, I'd be very interested to see what Vive sets their price point at. If I was them, I would try to undercut Oculus. Yeah. I'd try to come in below it, even well, though it's going to come. You, you don't think so? They're coming bundled with their own controllers set. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is, I'm not sure how much Valve is really on board with this. Like HTC is the one making the hardware and they're already kind of struggling. I mean, they had when they announced the delay, their stock took like a 10% hit. Um, so I don't know that they're going to have the Facebook-level money behind them to bring their hardware down to cost or below cost. Right, like they can't eat the a loss on right. every unit sold. They don't Unless, have the pockets aren't as deep. I mean, if Valve's really on board with this, and the, there was the, the other news story about $3.5 billion moved through Steam, which doesn't mean that Valve got no, but it but means they took at least a billion of it. Yeah, that was a marketplace. Uh, if they're going to back it, if they're going to put their money down on the Vive, maybe. Yeah, but I don't think, you know, a, a billion dollars is a lot of money, but it's not like Facebook level of cash reserves, I don't think. No. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, if you think about the overhead for Steam, like how much, like they got to keep servers up. Yeah. And you can do that with a lot less than a billion dollars. Well, Facebook just they, has to keep servers up too, and they got they got a lot more than a billion dollars. They, excellent through. point. Yeah. <laughs> they save a lot of money on things like customer service. There you go. Yeah, you just give out information. You may even get money back for that. Also, one of the big things about Steam is they make thirty percent on all the games that they don't make. Mm -hmm. They just provide a platform for people to sell them and distribute them. And yeah, so they I, still make money off that. Well, yeah, they, we should dig down them, into that a little more. You're right. So they, so who was it? Some person with like API access for mm -hmm. Steam, like basically crawled through Steam and tried to determine uh, how much sales they had in 2015. Yeah. And so this is um, Steam Spy, who actually does a lot. They have this. This guy actually has a site where it digs through um, and runs a lot of Steam data, which is it'll look at how many uh, sales games I've got. Like, what's the change in number of owners? So it can look at all of the games and all of the changes over a period of time to draw a picture of 
what Steam's ecosystem actually looks like because as a digital platform and as a privately owned company, they don't share, they don't have to share sales numbers, they don't have to share any of that stuff or like how many people are doing what or what average price is for all this stuff. They just sort of do their thing and that's it. But this guy digs through a lot of that stuff and put together an estimate that, and it was a lowball estimate too, that uh, paid game sales in 2015 on Steam totaled at least $3.5 billion. Which is why we're saying if Steam takes a third of that cut, you know, for providing the platform, then, you know, they got just over a billion dollars. And uh, the, the, the the report that he published was actually really interesting. That, that person published, he or she, uh, was really interesting because it broke down like top grossing game and then most units mm-hmm. sold for a game because you know i think it, there's a lot of games with lower price points that that move more units and uh, it was really really interesting to see uh the numbers for all of that rocket league was really up there yeah mm-hmm. yeah rocket league did very very well um it is a dude okay um he, he loves his numbers <laughs> and in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up that uh what it was that he said sold the most i think it was money i think dollar wise it was gta 5 was number one and fallout 4 was number two uh, but then unit-wise, I think Rocket League may have been number one. Oh, there we go. There it is. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, GTA most money. Followed by Fallout. Sales. I think those are the two. Um, so, so the by, let's see, top, top es- uh, estimated revenue seven. and top games oh. by sales oh. are very similar. So, GTA 5 is number one in both categories, followed by Fallout 4. But then... On um, revenue, Counter-Strike Global Offensive is actually number three, whereas under sales, it's ARC. Hmm. So um, the top two games is not that surprising. They were both blockbusters. They sold millions of units, and they did so at full retail price. So it's not surprising to see them at the top of both lists. Mm-hmm. But from there on, where you you start to see variance in sheer volume making up for revenue and vice versa. I mean, CSGO doesn't exactly cost much, but makes a lot of money well and, i mean that's a first party title too so they're not yeah. sharing that money with anybody no that's 100 yeah, that's true yeah. so yeah i mean i guess they got to do the math on that as well to figure out <laughs> yeah. nowadays you can pick those if you wait for a, a sale you can probably pick up everything valve has made for 10 bucks yeah uh so so i uh speaking of steam mm-hmm. i made a terrible mistake this week oh what did you did i played Shadowrun hong kong uh-huh <laughs> and I sat on a concrete floor the whole time while I did it. Why? Why? Did... What What need do you have to sit on a concrete floor while you play games? I was like, oh, my laptop's on the coffee table. I don't want to go put it somewhere. I'll just play right here and I'll sit on the floor and play on that. You, okay, level with me. You own chairs. Yeah, I do own chairs. And couches. I own couches. Tables. I could have just pulled the table a little closer to the couch and sat on the couch and played. You even have a Steam link. I do have a no, uh, but there's no controller support for uh, it, uh, it around Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah, it's it, uh, no really. Huh, that is weird. Uh, it's uh, there's, I don't know. Maybe it's two point and clicky. I don't know. I, like I, I looked on the on the store page and there was no. It didn't list controller support, so that's why I didn't try. And anyway, I gave myself a hemorrhoid. So <laughs> again, second game ever. The other one was, I think it was the original Rainbow Six, like back in two thousand, maybe two thousand one. Uh, no, it was definitely either ninety nine or two thousand, whatever. Uh, so it's the second game ever. It's the the highest honor I can give a game, Gus's sore ass award, the golden hemorrhoid, Shadowrun Hong Kong. See, can we just get you a little one of those little donut pillows? I, I, I my ass is on fire. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would, I would love a donut pillow. Do you have like a do cream we have, or a salve? Do we have a donut pillow? Anybody? Donut pillow? <laughs> no, these these chairs are pretty cushiony, so that's true. That's good. Uh, but it was it was good a good set. It was it was a good Sorry. game. Was it worth it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was it was a really good game. I love all the Shadowrun series that uh, Hairbrain Schemes had put out. Uh, they did Shadowrun Returns, uh, Dra- Dragonfall, and then Hong Kong. I think I liked Dragonfall more than I liked Hong Kong. 
Uh, but Hong Kong was still a great game. They introduced, I don't know if have either of you played any of the, the I played a little bit Shatter of the returns. Index. They added a new element to the hacking or the decking mm-hmm. um, portion of the game. Uh, they had a blocker ICs. It's, it, it, it works a little differently. Uh, and that got, for me, that got repetitive towards the end because mm-hmm. it's like basically you're looking at a screen and it's almost like Simon. It starts showing numbers and then you have to remember the numbers and then type them back into the computer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that unlocks like another part of the game. We have to do like this pattern matching thing. Mm-hmm. But just like the repetition of the numbers, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I like Towards the end of the game, it's like, okay, Wait. I got through this one. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. Wait, you got tired of repetition? Well, it was just like, it was too many numbers because you have to focus too much on it. You know, if, if like, I don't know, if I get distracted or if my dog runs by, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't look at the screen. What number was it? The master of papers, please. Yes. Has been outdone by too many numbers. Too many numbers. It was long. They've got, they've got to too be- Too much repetition. Really long sequences of numbers that you had to remember. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a really fun game. And now they're moving on to- um, uh, a Mech Warrior really? title. Yeah, They're nice. just going down the FASA catalog. Yeah, they uh, they wrapped up their Kickstarter late last year. We talked about it a bit. And uh, I, I, I don't think that game is scheduled for release until 2017. Mm-hmm. What game is it? Uh, I think it's by Hairbrain Schemes. Uh, it's a Mech Warrior title. I forget what they called it. Uh, but if you look up like Hairbrain Schemes Kickstarter, I'm sure. Like Battletech? Battletech, Battletech. is the, uh, is yeah. It? But that might be what. That's the, the basically the underlying yeah, role-playing Battletech, game is Battletech. Battletech. Trying to see when it's due. I guess do you, have, gonna... do you have the title there? Yeah, it's Battletech. Oh, it's okay, Battletech. I thought I thought it was Mech Warrior. Never mind. Mech Warrior was the basically that's the video game property right. that was spawned from Battletech. Ah, oh, Battletech. Yeah, they did a. Really... Do you think they're gonna do like original Intersphere timeline, or are they gonna go for post Clan Invasion? I have no idea. I'm really I'm really excited. I, I love turn based uh, stuff like that, like turn based combat uh-huh. and. Uh, and well, at that point, they you're, did it really well. You're oh. almost playing the original RPG at that point. Yeah, with 2017. And, yeah, that's the release window. Yeah, they got they got a ways to go. Mm. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. Those guys and I, I was looking them up earlier because uh, I was I don't know why I was look I was looking up I think I was looking up for information about their Kickstarter and they only founded that studio in 2011. I thought Shadowrun Returns is kind of what they started with, right? right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's crazy they put out you know those three titles already and now they're moving on to a different property and it's. You know, they did that all in four years, essentially. Which I'm sure they can probably reuse basically the same engine right. for uh, any kind of Battletech properly. properly. Yeah, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm sure they use the same engine across all the Shadowrun games. But uh-huh. still, like, each of them had a different look. They, they were in different locations. So it's like, there's a lot of art you need to generate, a lot of writing, a lot of characters. Like, that's that's still a ton of work, uh, even if you can reuse the engine to mm-hmm. go through. Yeah, which is good. Did you pick up anything else on uh, Steam Cell before it ended? Uh, I picked up Just Cause 3. Yeah? yeah. What do you think Have of you it so far? It? Um, I started playing it. I played it for about two hours. Then I stopped because I wanted to focus on Shadowrun. Uh, it seems really fun. I picked it up on PC because uh, I heard that the console versions have frame rate issues, and I didn't want to deal with that. And it's it's interesting. I've never played a Just Cause game. Uh, and I always hear people, I always see like the, the GIFs online of like crazy shit happening. And I hear people talking about it. So I decided to pick that up. And uh, it's it's been fun so far. But I haven't really got too far into it. Mm-hmm. I love being a, I'm still trying to figure out like... The smoothness, like trying to figure out a smooth way to grapple and parachute and just figure all those mechanics out. Once all that makes sense, then you just start getting around. And then as you unlock more things for like your grappling hook, like strength and number of grapples, then you just start doing ridiculous things because you can. Mm -hmm. Making people slap themselves in the face (laughs) and shooting them out 
into this wild blue yonder with rockets and whatnot. Yeah, that's the shit I really want yeah. to start doing. Like that's like all that crazy stuff that I always see online. <laughs> I, I want to experience. That. Ride a cow. Yeah, I made sure. Like before I started playing, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna make sure my shadow plays working because mm-hmm. if I see some crazy shit, I want to be able to like <laughs> like capture it and keep it. Yeah, I've been really happy. So uh, we upgraded all of our uh, PCs to Windows 10 finally, and I've been really happy to discover that like with the game bar, everything I can just do Windows G and the game will just start recording for me. Yeah. Or Windows G, that brings up a bar, but you can just like, there's a hot, mm-hmm. like, there's a shortcut yeah. to just start recording. I'm just like... So anytime I'm in a game, I'm it just works such, great. I'm just such a slow adopter of that stuff. Like I only recently started adopting Shadowplay. And it's like, and that finally earned my trust. Like I, it's going to take a while before uh, the built-in Windows 1 See, earns my trust. Well, I think one of the reasons I never really became a Shadowplay enthusiast is that it records at variable frame rate and then you have to handbrake it in order to get to a constant frame rate to use it for anything. Mm. If you're going to use it in Adobe products, yeah, you kind of have to handbrake Which it. Which is, that's, I mean, that's how I do all of my video editing. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just one more step in the process for me. Or I can just hit these three keys. It starts recording for me. I don't worry about it. And it's well, done. Well, that being said, the, the quality of recording is slightly lower on the Windows game capture. And it is hard locked at 30. So you're mm-hmm. not going to get mm-hmm. 60 frames per second. Which... Granted, Shadowplay is variable, but it's usually variable around 60. So okay. you can handbrake it to 60 and, and get something pretty close. Handbrake's so, the utility we use to do video conversion. People may not know that. It's a pretty oh, standard. Yeah. It, if you've um, done video conversion, handbrake is probably one. Yeah, but I think a lot of people don't necessarily yeah. do video yeah, stuff. It's just, yeah, it's just a tool that you can use to convert videos from one format to another or things like you know, variable frame rate to constant and so on and so forth. It just, it, it helps make things easier to work with, but it's just one of those steps that you have to take. It's not something I do for a living. So, you know, it's fine. Like I take gameplay, like for, for Game Club, and that's about the extent of my capture. <laughs> All right, here, let me, uh, let me read this other thing. I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by Squarespace. Thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of The Patch. Start building your website today at squarespace.com Enter offer code PATCH at checkout, get 10% off. With Squarespace, you can build sites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level, no coding required. They offer intuitive and easy-to-use tools to help you along the way, and you get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use offer code PATCH to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. There's no reason not to make your own website. I say that every time we do a Squarespace ad read. You should have a website. And if you sign up for a year, you get a free domain and 10% off with offer code the patch. Or I'm sorry, offer code patch. I like I, this I'm new set. That up. You do? Yeah. So ah. um, a, a couple of people actually in the, on Twitter have been asking about this. So we're toying with sort of changing the patch set up a little bit. It feels weird being behind a table. It feels kind of formal and, you know, it feels more like, I guess, like professional and it's not quite stuffy bag-a-dicks. than we are. Yeah. It's not bag of dicks territory. So we're just experimenting, seems, trying to find something that we're nice and comfy with. Seems a lot I more like informal. this setup. I think if we can incorporate the um, the I mean, video game like memorabilia. And yeah, we need stuff. like some shelves for stuff. If stuff now, is very important. For now, I can take the white Xbox home and take care of it, though. Oh, I'll make sure that. How it, kind it, of you! I'll make sure it's taken care of and doesn't disappear. Such a philanthropist. Yeah. But yeah, I think like this just feels a little bit more homey, like easy like i feel like i can slouch here you I'm know totally, i'm totally taking it home now yeah, like no if i were if i wore sweatpants i would be okay with that right yeah totally you do that you do you <laughs> that's right um so what did you get on the steam cell ryan i don't think i bought anything 
I went on such a spree right before it ended that I got an email from my bank saying, hey, did you mean to spend all this money <laughs> at, and it goes like, a game arcade? That's what it thinks uh, Steam is. Yeah. Banks have a real problem like, with Steam. Did you spend all this yeah. money? And I was like, yep. Yeah, it was a lot of quarters. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because I, I bought a whole bunch of stuff and no, almost none of it was new. I got, what did I get? I, I picked up like, Morrowind because I no longer know where my disc is and every now and again I get that bug to install Morrowind mod the shoot out of it and then play it like I remember it be looking really mm -hmm. cool or doing stuff like that I, f I finally picked up the original Torchlight I have two so mm -hmm. I figured the least I could do is get one Torchlight was a great game you know lots of like old littler games Braid Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time it's a good one stuff also <laughs> for reasons I picked up Sakura Spirit <laughs> And uh, and Clannad, which is another visual novel. Not familiar with that one. Uh -uh. It's uh, Clannad's supposed to be a very, very, very long visual novel. So we'll see how that goes. Sakura Spirit, I only know because Steam recommends me that fucking game all the time because I've bought Hotful Boyfriend and uh, all those other. You uh, must visual really novels. like this. Yeah, yeah. Here. I've, I've also been recommended. There's a whole Sakura group of games. Apparently, I've also been recommended Sakura Swim Team. Okay. Or Sakura Angels, and I'm pretty sure there's a Sakura. Christmassy one, which I was tempted to get, but I got Hat of a Boyfriend Holiday Star and figured that could be my one indulgence for this year. Christmas Maybe fix. next year, yeah. Sakura Christmas, whatever it is. Put it in your wish list, you remember. We'll see. Um, but I also picked up um, a game that I've been meaning to play for a very long time. It's years old. It's called Deponia. And I, I initially heard one. about the game in uh, Game Club comments, people suggesting it. it's a point and click adventure that was put out by. Uh, German company called uh, Daedalic, and it's um, it's a very cartoony-looking, classic-style point-and-click adventure where you have to find a bunch of stuff and solve the puzzles and combine your things in your inventory and then use them to solve whatever it is. You know, it's it's classic, mm -hmm. which Hello is great. King's Questy. Yeah, it's great because at the at the time I was getting sort of nostalgic for the Secret of Monkey Island games, mm -hmm. and I was thinking of going back and playing those again. Uh, really like that kind of game. We were I was oh, last week. I was talking about Longest Journey, mm -hmm. and it got me sort of in that mode. So I, I picked up Deponia. I'm really enjoying it. I got this full trilogy of the games. It's sort of cheeky. The voice acting not amazing, <laughs> but the gameplay itself is a lot of fun. And it's um it's here is we go. It? So here's some gameplay. So it's very cartoony. Um, and it's a little steampunky, also oh, right up my alley. This totally looks like something you would love. Oh <laughs> this, my god! This has I, you written all over it. I adore it. So the the premise of the game is that this um, this guy who's the dude with the goggles there, uh, who is also like a piece of shit, by the way, he's just like an awful person, uh, has decided to escape his junk planet. Mm -hmm. It's like a planet of just like junkers, and so he wants to escape, and then he has to rescue a heroin and as far as i can tell i'm hoping that he becomes a better person in the process because right now i just want to punch him the dude w who had the propeller on his head had kind of a busted animation cycle <laughs> the end didn't quite match up with the beginning i don't know if you caught that yeah he had like a bit of a he was missing he was missing a few frames <laughs> there's a there's a definitely a bit of indie feel to the game yeah. it's it, uh, it, you it can only, tell it's made with a lot of love it only stands out because like it's it looks so cool. Like, mm -hmm. it's so well drawn. It's got such a good style. Like, it looks, it makes me think of, like, Nino Kuni with, like, that mm -hmm. uh, that anime aesthetic to it. Yeah, but it's, like, just a just a hint of it. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. The music in it is great. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. I've, I've put in not a ton of time, a couple hours. I think the whole trilogy might run me 
like 30, mm-hmm. like, tw- like 25, 30 hours, I think is what I've heard. So we'll see. I'm really liking it. I'm glad I picked it up. We haven't talked about Nino Kuni 2 announcement. But it's been announced. I'm really hoping it's not like Fantasy Life and ends up being mobile only. Oh, it's no, not because it's PSX. Yeah, they announced but... it at PSX. So I'm sure it'll be PS4. I'm still really sorry I mean, about it. I can see it being maybe just there. Vita. Yeah, I don't think Sony remembers that. <laughs> I don't think anybody remembers that. Poor Vita. Um, Do you, yeah, when's the last I, time you played your Vita? The last time I played my Vita? Not, is... not to play a PS4 game. Oh, when I played Unfinished Swan for Game Club. Oh, I played the Vita version. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, that was like six months ago. Yeah, because it had the touch, so I could on, on the screen, so I could. That's <laughs> right, the tap tap. So I could tap where I wanted the the colors to go. Just tap it. Yeah, uh, it was it was okay. I liked the. Oh, and I played um, Hell Divers on it. I guess I remote played Hell Divers, but there was a Vita version of Hell Divers as well. And Hell Divers is a game I forgot about. Honestly, I yeah. played the shit out of that game, and then it just kind of I moved on. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it's a multiplayer only sort. Of, well, I mean. Sort of. Yeah. You uh, really can't play that game by yourself. It's it's pretty hard to do anything by yourself. Anything that's uh, more challenging than just like the easy missions. Yeah. Uh, I I wonder if it still has a pretty good population on it. I want to play that again. Let's play that. <laughs> let's play. Uh, let's play. Uh, so then the other thing we didn't talk about with Steam was they reached their new peak uh, for concurrent users over New Year's. They hit 12 million users on Steam. Are we going to peak? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I have to. I love Matt. I'd like. I want. I want to make. Uh, him, I want to make him as uncomfortable as possible, and that seems to do it. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I can get behind that. He's just really cute when he's uncomfortable, <laughs> which is all the time. Yes. Anytime there's a camera present. Yes. Uh, yeah. Twelve point two million concurrent users. Again, that doesn't mean people that are playing games all at the same time, but that are logged in. Mm-hmm. Which Steam typically launches of its own accord whenever you turn on your computer. I disable that. I usually do too. Yeah, I, I don't like having it there. I, I don't it. have it auto launch, but I do have it open most of the time anyway. Mm. Because once yeah. I've got it open, I don't usually close it until I reboot or do something. Or I, unless yeah. I get it's hard to make it go away for, for real. Sometimes there's some games I've had issues with before where like the cloud sync fucks up, and if I leave it open and I try to relaunch a game, sometimes it'll be like your data's out of sync, mm. so I have to quit Steam. So when I play a game like that, sometimes I'll have to actively go through and quit it all the time Makes when sense. I'm done playing. But yeah, I, I don't close it for the most part, so I'm generally one of those concurrent users. Mm. Yeah. It's the, open on some PC I have at s- somewhere, somewhere in the world. That just means probably... you helped. I have yeah. helped. You were one of those. I may be, uh, well, depending on if it counts more than one location, which you can't technically, but you sort of can be logged in in more than one place. Well, if it's concurrent users, I'm going to assume that user is going to be tied to it's a, a username. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're trying to boost your numbers over there? Show I'm off. wondering if I was artificially boosting the numbers because my Steam account is on three machines, mm-hmm. two here at the office and one at home. Brag about it. Come well, on. It's because of the vibe. Come on. Yeah. We haven't um, talked about the Vive yet. You want to talk about the Vive? Yeah. The Vive, yeah. Vive Pre. Did, Pre- did we or did we not call the camera? We, oh, we were yeah, talking no, so about you guys how great it would be to have a VR headset at the camera. Mm-hmm. Well, they well they did. We we knew that they had released the the image that had the camera on it already. Do we at this point? They had. Mm-hmm. Really? That's why we were going to take credit for it. I was going to totally take credit. I was no, going to well, say, I will I was say. say at this point, do we take credit for like someone? From Valve HTC was watching the patch and they went, "Shit, you're right. That'd be super cool." Like, got on the horn and just delayed the whole thing. This was only a week a ago, so idea. we were reactionary. But I will say, one of you two correctly called the purpose of the camera. I don't know. I don't remember who it was. I'm gonna say it was me. I think it was me. All right. It was probably <laughs> it was you. But essentially, it's an expansion of the chaperone system, which the chaperone system is what it uses to when when you're at least 
the one that we have, the D, which is their essentially their DK1. Uh, when you're configuring it the first time in any new location, you have to take one of your controllers and you basically just walk around the space <laughs> that you have, uh, creating a volume in which you can play. And the chaperone system is that in any of the videos you may have seen where there's like a grid that pops up that says, you're about to walk out of the world or into a desk. Uh, is it's delineated by that volume that you created. Well, now with the camera, what they're going to do is anything that enters that volume, if you're getting close to something, it will now be projected in some form, not as a very detailed thing, but it will somewhat enter your virtual world. So you know... There's something there. Oh, I'm going to hit my crotch on that desk. Uh, uh, the, I, yeah, the I like the idea is of them, sitting here now. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to disguise it. They'll be like, and then there was a bush. <laughs> you need to go around the bush. Yeah, like incorporate it into the VR <laughs> That would be so interesting. You, you, I think they're making it slightly uglier than that, where yeah. it's just like... Ooh. It's like Obi Wan appearing in the. Uh... We'll get there. It's fine. We'll get, eventually everything <laughs> will be a bush. Yeah, there I'm curious go. to see some footage of how it works because so far I've only seen people describing it and talking about mm -hmm. it. Uh, but I really want to see, you know, what does it actually appear as? How how you know, how much quality is on that image? <laughs> My feet are in every shot. <laughs> <I'm> so happy. <laughs> They're good yep. shoes. Um, yeah, so I think I think it's a really good idea. And that's one. It's always been one of my concerns. That's one of the reasons that I liked the idea of Hololens more, and I like the idea mm -hmm. of AR more than VR. Is VR detaches you from the world and you, fuck I, the I, world. I don't want to be in the world. You work in an office full of people who will kick you in the dick as oh, soon as I you do. put a VR headset on. That is absolutely on. true. Yeah, that's so, already happened with people testing the vibe. Yeah, that's. I will not put on that VR headset over there. So, no, uh, or I if I do, Michael like my hands could be right for crotch. Gavin's dick when he was trying it out. That yeah. does not surprise me. But I've put the VR headset on in front of you. Mm -hmm. You know, no one would punch me in the dick. I'm probably going to be fine. You're probably okay yeah. with that. Yeah. As long as you don't have your bag of dicks around there. That's well, true. Well, they can punch me in the bag of dicks. Okay. That's totally okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's a really good idea. I'm really glad that they're doing that just because I'm super paranoid does about that, that. Does, worth the delay does that me. change, like, in your order of preference of VR headsets, does that put it at the top now that it's got the best of VR so, and the I, best of HoloLens. I don't think no. that you and I, I don't think you and I have talked about this, but uh, when I was at PSX, I got a chance to try PlayStation VR. Mm -hmm. That's my new favorite VR. Really? Oh, oh just because of the glasses. You might have mentioned that. Right, yeah, actually. it fit much more comfortably on my face, uh, and I thought it worked really well. So PlayStation VR has taken over, but I have not used the new version of the Vive Pre. Now, one of the weird things about that is that uh, for PC, at least, with NVIDIA saying that they, you need super crazy graphics and a very beefy PC to run VR. That, but PlayStation VR has the external processing unit, but otherwise it's dealing with weaker hardware for the most part than most PCs. Yeah, but it's going to be expected to do the same thing. So I, did you find, like, how did you find the experience? The, the game I played wasn't like a super realistic game. You know, it was a very cartoony shooter, so you don't necessarily need a lot of power for that. But I mean... Overall speaking, consoles always have weaker hardware than PCs anyway, and the you know when games are ported between PC and console, the requirements are always much higher on the PC than what the console has in it. You know, there's just there's just so much optimization. optimization, and yeah, you I know. mean the console is a specialized piece of hardware. It right. does the one thing. So between the PlayStation, the PlayStation Four is already super powerful. Between that and the additional uh, processing unit for PlayStation VR, I think that it'll be a fine experience. I don't know. I still have pretty strong doubts about that. I I think they're going to find themselves game limited to things more like the cartoony environments. 
uh, and not, are not going to be able to keep up with in terms of like realistic looking environments. I, I don't think they're going to be able to do I don't that. think games need to look realistic though. No. I mean, I have a lot of fun with games that don't look realistic. In most cases, I actually prefer games that don't look realistic. Right. I feel like they have longer lifespans and, and I like the idea of them just being sort of fun. And I think with VR, I mean, I, we're going to have to, this is going to be an issue that's going to have to be addressed here really soon is with VR, I don't think that realistic looking games are going to fly. I think no. that. You think I the... Think, we're going to enter uncanny that uncanny valley, valley yeah. where realistic looking games on VR are going to look like shit. And it's just going to not, it's not going to, you're not going to be, your brain's not going to be tricked. And you're going to need like something cartoony or something stylized for at least the next several years until technology can catch up. Uh, Seth Wilna on Twitter brings up an excellent point in favor of the Vive. Thanks to the camera, you'll be able to see the dick punches coming. It's true. That's what we said. As yeah, bushes. That's what you said, yeah. Well, as a flying button. There's, oh no, there's a bush headed for your bush. I don't think it works that way. No, it's not that fast. There's a, someone shot an arrow that's flying right at my dick. <laughs> That'd be cool if you could get like to the point of avoidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that I liked about the Vive when I first did that demo was like the the way that it tracked the controllers one to one in space and you're able to interact. Which with they them. look way smoother now. Yeah, uh, I like the new look of. It's interesting that both the Touch and the Vive controllers have now gone to this sort of ring architecture. Have, mm-hmm. have you seen the newer ones? Yeah. The, well, which, I mean, obviously, the DK1 versions were like, let's cobble together something and get it out the door so people can play with it. Uh, so it, it now that it's an actual product, it looks so much cooler and smoother. But it's still got lighthouses, which I'm not... They redesigned those a bit, of. too. Well, all, basically, it's still the same as it was. It's just they made the faceplate on it more opaque. Mm-hmm. But when it's on, I've seen a picture of it actually running, and it's still... I oh, can see it. It's supposed to be quieter, though, because mm. it is a loud motherfucker right now. It's like... But demo hardware. Yeah. And then, and if you're playing the game, theoretically, if you have the Vive on, you're supposed to have like headphones on anyway, so you really wouldn't hear it. Yeah, that's the other thing is, you know, Vive is being shipped without any kind not no audio as opposed to the Oculus. So that'll mm-hmm. be kind of a significant difference as well. And the Oculus, we didn't even mention, comes with a couple of games. It comes with Eve Valkyrie and mm-hmm. uh, I forget what the other game was. Lucky's, Lucky's Tale. Lucky's Tale. Yeah, that's Which is, um, uh, gameplay-wise, is like a Mario 64 style. Third person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which third I, third person, you know, platforming adventure. I've tried a couple things like that that uh, people have made on DK2, and it is actually a pretty interesting experience, especially when, uh, I can't remember the name of the one I, I played, but there are times when you play those kind of games and they will be or move around you. So you'll be following it around as if you were standing in the middle of a pillar of this game. Hmm. Uh, and that made for kind of an interesting experience. Very cool. But even having it do something like almost like a tabletop is also pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see... All of this, all of this stuff finally hit market, and you know to see what people are actually gonna start shipping. What are you, what are you gonna actually be able to pay for, and you know as a finished product? I'm almost mm-hmm. as happy at this point just to uh, throw something like virtual desktop on, which is uh, it just projects a monitor in front of you, and you can interact with your normal desktop. Uh, and only you're surrounded by an environment of your choosing, so. and then nobody can sneak up behind you and see your porn. That's also true. It, well, I mean, right now I think it mirrors. On your monitor, yeah, you but probably, if you just turn the monitor off. Yeah. yeah, just like turn the monitor off, and you're fine. Oh, it's gonna be great when you have kids. Like, <laughs> Not now, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Daddy's, Daddy's working. Busy. Yeah, no, you don't need to see what's happening. <laughs> you don't, don't, don't go, out of, don't go on Daddy's lap right now. Bad idea. <laughs> uh, um, oh, so another thing uh, I'm really excited about is, uh, I guess the 
the DICE Awards announced that Guillermo del Toro is going to give a Hall of Fame award to Hideo Kojima at this year's DICE Awards. Yeah, yeah, February. a lifetime achievement, right? Mm -hmm. That's cool. And, and I'm going to be there. Um, I'm, 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 I'm just glad to see the band back together again. Yeah. So, well, it's it's interesting they chose Guillermo del Toro. Do you think that uh, there may be any news of a potential collaboration coming up soon? Uh, if I was DICE, I would have chosen it because so many people wanted to see that collaboration happen. Mm. They just want to see Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima together, together in any capacity, <laughs> yeah. any way that we can get them. Just get them on stage and bro fist it out. Yeah. You know, and it's it's very clear that they have a lot of respect for one another as artists. And Guillermo del Toro is also a big name in an industry that video games is constantly emulating and striving after to be. Like everyone, all, the video game industry wishes it was as fancy and glitzy as Hollywood. Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And Guillermo, Guillermo, God damn it. Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro is is part of that world True. and so if they can just like get him in it's building like, bridges just borrow a little bit of that glitz mm -hmm. you know it's not that surprising to me um so i guess the you know we had talked to us before the kojima productions website came online and uh they finally started selling that t-shirt with the logo i liked so i i pre-ordered it it came cool. like with a pack with yeah. i think it was like the mug and the t-shirt and stuff so i'm i'm anxiously awaiting it you describe it like the glitter you get on you after those you get a lap dance from a stripper like, oh, you got some glitz on you. Nice. Now you're classy. So, got some glitz, got a little bit of musk. Mm. Smell like vanilla. <laughs> uh, so what we talked about. Wait, uh, strippers smell like vanilla? Oh, yeah. They always smell like Do vanilla. They? Really? Yeah. Fascinating. I love vanilla. I'm going to go get me some lap dances. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to wait at least like, what, three more minutes, three or four more minutes. Uh, so I was going to talk about. So it's, we, it's always too long to wait for a lap dance. <laughs> There's never an appropriate amount of time. I'm just going to like walk in and go. Oh. <laughs> and then walk away. So, like you just walk up to a stripper and like rub your hand on it, like, <laughs> thanks. A vanilla dispenser. I said it. I apologize for that. <laughs> um, they're not people. The, the stripper could be male or That's female. That's true. I was using a gender, gender neutral term. There we go. Yeah. Or you were just dehumanizing them like Do a male person. strippers smell like vanilla too? I Gus has know. news, but this is, we've gone in a more interesting direction. What What's your news? Oh, no, I was, oh, are we getting instructions from the control room? I, I, was, I was getting instructions. They're like, stop talking about strippers. Um, so I was going to say, so you talked about Guillermo del Toro and uh, Hollywood made me think about uh, the Assassin's Creed movie, which is coming out next year, which made me think about the rumor that Assassin's Creed is potentially not going to be pushed to 2017, which I think I'm all in favor for. Uh, for Ubisoft slowing down and taking a two-year cycle on the games uh, in order to you know polish them more and have more lead time on it. I'd be all for that as well. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see if it pans out. That is a very big franchise for them, but it's also sales-wise been going down for mm -hmm. the last several entries. So it wouldn't surprise me from a strategic angle for them to take a break, reconsider, rework a little bit of it, and then bring it back yeah. after a year break. That would be a huge change to make because essentially they'd be like having their revenue since there's the, it's half the games that they normally do, but you're right. If long term, like if it provides more of a tail for the brand and allows them to make more quality games and sell more in the long term, it's a smart move. Well, I think they also need to. It's almost like they need to sit down and decide what they want the series to be. Like, what is the direction that it's going to go? 
Uh, and it's very difficult to do that when you are doing a yearly iteration because at that point you're just trying to get the next one out. It's just as a soon as one's finished, you, and I know that there's different teams working on it, but that focus is still there. What is this one? What is this one? What is this one? And you need to just keep them going, which is why you see a couple new mechanics for each one, but there's nothing that is completely off the beaten path for an Assassin's Creed game. They mm -hmm. no follow a certain formula. They sometimes fall off the wagon in terms of what their focus is. They do seem to have a lot less focus. It's like, are they doing a modern story? Are they not? How important is that modern story? It seems yeah. to vary depending on the title and depending on the studio that made it. And they could probably benefit from taking some time to just reconsider where they want the series to go. And we do have Assassin's Creed games still this year. The um, Those 2.5D ones, they've got the one in mm -hmm. India and the one in Russia, I think. Well, those are coming out this year if you're a really big Assassin's yeah. Creed fan. Um, I, I, I've kind of been like hit and miss with that series. Like I didn't really like the first one. Then I hear that the the second one, like Jack always raves about second this, that they ones. got really good. Yeah. Um, I tried to play three, didn't really enjoy three that much. But then when Black Flag came out, I played the shit out of Boy, Black you just, Flag. Yeah, you were cherry picking the worst of that series. Yeah. Which is, one was pretty grindy and tedious. Three was by all accounts awful. I've I played like an hour of three. Yeah, uh, but no one liked the main character. But Black Flag was so much fun. Very that was good. really good. And then, but again, like, but then I I, I missed uh, Unity and Syndicate. Unity was a good one to skip. Uh, honestly, leaving or slow doing the slowdown at Syndicate is probably a really good idea because Syndicate actually was I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a much better game. It wasn't Black Flag, but it was probably the second most enjoyment I've had in Assassin's Creed. Mm. Uh, and since it didn't sell as well. It gives an extra time for people to go back and pick it up. True. Before yeah. the next title. Yeah, that, that, that may be a game that I go back and play. Like now I'm trying to work through my holiday back catalog of mm -hmm. games that I've missed. And uh, that'll be a prime contender after I get through Just Cause 3. <laughs> All right, well, we got to wrap this up. Okay. So I want to thank everyone for watching. Make sure you uh, check out Game Club. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Ow! What's that? Welcome to Game Club. That's the, that's the Ow! You're a, little, you're a little too happy for the game we played this week. That's fair. You know, we went, we went. Well, at least somebody's happy. All right. We, Somebody in the control room recommended this, right? Was it, hey, who hey, was it? Peyton, was it Peyton? Peyton, you recommended this game, right? This game's fucking cool. You guys are crazy. Peyton, you're fired. Do you have any other you don't games get to, in the cylinder? You don't get to do any more. Yeah, we're totally taking your rest of your games out. Do you, do you have any other <laughs> so suggestions? Because we're taking them out. The you don't get any more. was Space Funeral. Yeah. Which um, is a free game uh, available on Windows. You can and download it from their every website. Penny. <laughs> um, it, I don't know. I think I need a refund. <laughs> it's it's a short game. Uh, it's maybe an hour long, uh, and it's it's tough. I mean, I think the biggest problem I had with this game was the names were difficult to remember for me. Mm -hmm. Like your the protagonist, like the main Leg character's Horse? name Phillip? is Philip, and yeah. that's the easy one. But then it's Leg Horse, and then you go you know, one of the er early areas the you go to. Dorg? Was yeah, like what, what names you have? Rip the blood. Yeah, and what were, like what was what were those other guys' names? Like there was a bag of bones, or there yeah, were, like there was that whole those, town, uh, the hyphenated names. Everyone that was in what was the name of the the town where uh, where Rip the Blood hung out? It was like Malice or yeah, something. Malice. The town of Malice. Everyone in there had a name that they'd clearly given themselves. It's like if you took a six-year-old who'd been watching too many cartoons and had way too much sugary cereal, sat them down, and was like. What's a really cool name for a bad guy? And they'd be like, Rip the Blood! Skullfucker! Like, Got it. Okay, that's in. That's the name of the guy. I there don't were, feel there bad saying that because the like last that. line, or the last light fight line was what? Uh, uh, it was a quote from Paradise Lost. 
but then it is in Motherfucker. I know it ended in Motherfucker. Yeah. There, were, um, there were a couple of different references. There was, let me see if I can 20th find 20th Century this. Boy. 20th Century Boy. Yeah. Was, uh, was a Elvis But it was his brother. So I, Oh, the I, lack of humanity. The game just starts. Yes. It's like you launch it. You're given three Very options. Very confusingly. Blood, blood, or blood. Yeah. You hit blood. Yep. And the game starts, and you're in a house. You're a sobbing monster. And you're told to leave the house in cloth PJs. Well, here's yes. the, here's well, what in, in confused you're next to me. A, yeah. You're next to a coffin or something, That right? looks like you're in it. It looks like you're dead. Yeah. I assumed that I was a ghost at the beginning and that I was at my own funeral. And that's why my mother was like, you should leave. And there's also a bunch of dudes in co- in their striped pajamas in coffins all over the place. And that's supposed to is. be what kind of that's heals the- you and it makes you feel, it says it makes you feel better, but not much. And you, you're crying the entire game. Yeah, the the walk. I don't. I don't want to call it an animation cycle, but the walk images. Yeah, are just like sobbing. Yeah, no, you're you ball through Running the entire game. Sobbing. Like every fight, your guy's always like. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole art style really. I, I guess the look of the game reminded me very much of a kid, like scribbling doodles in a notebook, and then. He fell asleep and had a weird fever dream, and they came to life. This and wasn't this made by a ten-year-old, was it? It seems Anybody? to me. It seems to me no, like the, it, was, it was made with someone with like my level of paint skills. It, it, <laughs> it seems to me like the kind of game you would see out of a game jam. Yeah, it's like kind of like a proof of concept, like given. And I don't know the background. I don't know the history of this game. And maybe that's what it was. Well, it, it was made with RPG Maker. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's like one dude who made it using RPG Maker two thousand three. Mm-hmm. So it is. You know, a, a single project of one person. There is a fan sequel, of course, called what's it called? Space Funerals. Oh, also Shit, the land, me. the world was called Space Funeral, which was sort of weird. It was okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay, there's there is a sequel that is Space Funeral Earth Birth, and there's another fan sequel that's being made. Titled Super Space Funeral 4 Deluxe Blood Red Version and Bubsy. Stillborn. That, that was one of the more disorienting parts of the game when you enter the blood cavern and the screen just becomes all red. Uh-huh. All red and black. And it was like, it was kind of hard to look at. It made me feel uneasy just looking at like, well, oh, hey, there it is, that bright red screen. Maybe it's like the virtual boy. Yeah, so I was going to say, it made me think <laughs> of the virtual boy. Uh, uh-huh. And another thing, like, I realized, so I, I played through the game and... Partway through, you're presented an option where, I mean, it's, it's like an overworld map and you can you can walk around to a limited extent and explore. And I came to a point where I could go either north or east on that map. And I went east and the story progressed. It ended up being Leghorse's house that you go to. And the, the game progressed. And I could not go back and go north. So I had to look up a walkthrough online to see what it was that I missed in the northern section. And it was like... Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff yeah. there that I just so, skipped over. Yeah, I went north. So you went, is this leaving Malice? You went yeah. out east? I went north. So you go into this foresty area and there's like a whole lion village. They got some cool boots at the shop, that kind of stuff. Totally missed I went that. through that whole area. No, I went straight from Malice to Leghorse's home east and then uh, encountered 20th Century Boy and then just kept going forward from there. Yeah, I think that whole lion village is an optional thing. One of the dudes that you're talking to when you first, before you get on the raft up to um, the Blood Cavern, I think is one of the people that lives in the lion Yeah, village. he's one of the lions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember talking to him and he, if you talk to him on the boat, on the raft, I'm sorry, he mentions about, he mentions either the lion village, yeah, he mentions the lion village at that time. Yeah, I mean, it seems... 
it's it was really weird looking at the game because it looks so rough and weird and i the, the entire time i was playing it i felt like i was having a drug trip so <laughs> did, you know i guess it's a much cheaper alternative to drugs yeah did anybody there's, there's ever that. die yes oh, you I, did? I did i died on the first boss which is the wizard because uh, he's not a boss he just asks you if he can drink your blood and i said yes too many times and he killed me oh Wow, I didn't realize you could die from that. Yeah, uh, but that's the only time I died. And other than that, I kicked pretty much everything's ass. Yeah, the economy in the game wasn't you, super tight. Yeah, you ended up with tons of money. You could buy whatever you want. And, n I mean, the the encounters were not difficult at all. I just kept mashing on attack. Like, I didn't even really use uh, special skills or, or items that frequently. Just out of combat, I'd go and I'd be like, oh, I'm low on health. I'll use the... You know, blood bag or a heal spell. on auto a bunch, and it would pretty much just win the fight for you. There were some interesting mechanics with items that you could use against enemies. Like you could use a Bible against criminals, mm -hmm. and it would basically kill them in one shot. Or the the 3D eye puzzle against girls. They were also kind so. of expensive. Uh, Bibles were. Bibles don't come cheap, man. Were they? I think they were like like fifty or sixty. I think they gold. were sixty. There are no hotels in this world. Right. Or I'm sorry. I'm not not gold ruples or whatever they were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else? So there were there were a few things like that. And then also when you fought, what was the guy's name? Rip the blood. That that <laughs> boss was that yeah. his boss? Yeah. I liked how above his head it said like King of Crime. Yeah. It was all in smoke too. He mm -hmm. doesn't just blow smoke rings. He blows there smoke title. <laughs> I thought that was a that was a, a funny little touch. Yeah. The game actually has all of the the real basic foundations of a traditional Japanese RPG. Well, I mean, I guess it's made with RPG Maker, so yeah. I would expect it to. But yeah. it's got it's it's turn based, but it's slightly action based because there is a certain time between turns, and you can mm -hmm. make yourself faster and get more turns if you mm -hmm. equip something that gives you a speed bonus, something like that. So it actually has all of those founding elements. It's just super fucking weird. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a really dumbed down version of Child of Lights. Uh, kind of combat system right where it's like just timing based i will say at the um yeah and and you're, you're right it must be like a side effect of rpg maker i'm sure these are all like built in like standard mm -hmm. uh, rpg elements that they used uh, i will say that i actually so i i, I kind of you know I, I totally played through the game and was not that engaged with it until like at the very end i felt like at the very end there's like a little bit of a payoff you're like oh okay that's kind of cool so i, I was happy at the very end. You mean the reveal where you walk out the door yeah. and it, all of a sudden you're in actually kind of a prettier RPG? Yeah. Because I guess that's kind of like the loose story the whole time. Yeah. Is it is the whole world's been corrupted and it's weird and now there are heads for plants? By the moon! Yeah, and then you have to go to uh, try to fix the world. So, really, the, the statement here is that... Oh, there it is. Is that... Spoiler. The guy who made the game is the final boss? Dude he hates is the moon? moon. I don't know. He just the doesn't like the moon. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It, it's a free game. If you got an hour to kill, check it out. It's a surreal. Uh, it's a very surreal don't. experience. Uh, oh, and you can only download it from their site. That's the only place it really exists. I yeah. couldn't there get the audio to work on my computer. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Well, it just, it's look, never played. the The first song kind of turned me off on the music, so I didn't listen to the rest of it. Uh, the soundtrack's weird. It's, it's like weird. um, it's like like almost like eighties. Was it this fantasy rock and it's just a very weird eclectic mix that's a little bit creepy and, and a little bit fantastic. Wasn't this the game that they described the soundtrack as being noise punk or something like that? Or electro noise or something? Was that what it was? I that think would make so. sense. Or yeah. Noise rock or something no, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, some kind of um, it was definitely genre. that. It, it was, was noise. It was weird music for sure. I mean it mm -hmm. set it kind of went with the game because it set that sort of 
surreal ambiance, mm-hmm. I guess, especially because there are all these tracks that had vocals, but then they would repeat. Yeah. Because however long you're in the area, well, that's the track for the area. It really so makes you want to keep moving. It I'll does. That. It keeps the pace up. That's how you beat it in an hour. Yeah. You don't beat it by lollygagging. <laughs> you beat it by going straight to like Leg Horse's house. Yep. Should we uh, consult a cylinder? We should. And um, we're making a bit of a change to Game Club. Um, we're all getting super busy with a lot of the games that have recently come out that we've meant to play and we haven't been playing because we've been playing a lot of Game Club stuff. So for the time being, I think we're going to move to Game Club once per month. Makes sense. Gives us more time to make sure we can complete all the games. I mean, this one being an hour long wasn't a huge issue, but other times it can be an issue to try to get all the way through a game in a week when we have so much other stuff to do. So we'll do it on a monthly basis. Yeah, Yeah, do a little bit more thorough of a job. And and I think it also maybe open up the idea of longer form games as well. Yeah, like maybe we can do some of the the bigger titles that we wish we could play but just don't have time for. And now we have an excuse. So you you can start suggesting some of the bigger games too. How exciting is that? All right, get out here, Cylinder. Let's see what we got next, though. Who's going to pick? Uh-oh. Cylinder. Ryan's, Ryan's going to pick. It's all right. I got cylinder it. stuck. Oh, somebody help the Cylinder. Wow. Uh-oh. He <laughs> fucked it up. Just, just pick up the table. <laughs> okay, here we go. No, just give it, give it a mix. Shake it. Shake it, shake it. Oh, there it's we taped. Go. My bad. It's fine. The whole thing didn't work out, so we're, we're set. Oh, God damn it, Meg. What is it? What'd she do? Oh, I dumped them all over the Dumped them all out. We next, can't reuse those. Next month, we're playing Zumbinis. Zumbinis? Oh, I remember. She mentioned that before. She's not even here to yell at us how excited she is. God damn well, it, Meg. She'll be here for it. Yeah. She will make sure she's here for this one. She even signed it, Zumbinis Love Meg. She wasn't. I mean, she's not here. You want to just... No, no, no. Well, just play. All well, right. Thanks, Meg. We won't corrupt our. The cylinder must select. Amazing. There. All right. Well, thanks for watching. Man. Get out of here. <laughs>